Three podcasts, Simon Walker continues to dialogue with Ian Mobsby, exploring the importance of being undefended in the church. Um, I've got another question for you, which I, I think is, is on my mind, is just about how many churches have almost sold out to the idea of church as business as a model, where you know people the kind of relationality breaks down and it becomes almost like a, a board of governors and departments. And Increasingly, in a culture where churches need to be autonomous because they financially need to be going concerned. So, I'm aware in the city of London, many of the churches mm. have had to branch out. So, we're hoping to set up at a, an arts cafe lounge to practice that generosity mm. and hospitality, but also because we need to raise the money to be able to keep going, um, mm. which is a, increasingly an issue for many churches. How do we balance this kind of undefended leadership with a real hard mm. edge about um, needing to income generate? to keep going with, with, you know, working in a sense where many people see church as sanctuary from the mm. complexities of the world, but where actually increasingly we don't have that luxury anymore to be asylums or escape from the world, but where we have to participate in this world where money needs to add up, funding needs to be completed, uh, things need to get done. And how, how do we do that in a way which doesn't just overwhelm us and exhaust us? Because I think, there's a balance I'm hearing what you're saying in this undefended stuff, which is this kind of openness to God, but where we also need to look after ourselves so we don't just burn out. So, so, so how do we do that in terms of leading congregations to shift from being defensive mm. to being able to be generous and open, but where we don't burn people out? I think there is an instinct in all of us who lead churches um, to, to, overemphasize what we should be doing as, as a gathered congregation and to underemphasize um, how the kingdom is actually flowing through the dispersed community yes. uh, when we're not gathered together um, and uh, you know, our, our, our instinct is to feel like okay, what's the next project that we need to do how can we manifest you know the resource which is going to enable people to come and you know contemplate here or you know how can we fund this space etc etc yes. all good and noble and worthwhile ventures um but uh, uh, you know I, I i wonder whether part of this that we're speaking of here is for us as leaders to uh, accept that much of the growth of the kingdom might be happening invisibly yes. in a dispersed way monday to friday that never kind of comes back to us in its stories <laughs> they're very hidden and that uh there's, there's lots of wonderful ways that um, we and, and, and you are teaching people how to inhabit and embed practices of the spiritual life and of simplicity and of mm. rhythm and of generosity. You know, your podcast going out is a very simple, low-cost, effective way of educating. Yes. Um, uh, it, I think that that is great. And you know, it may be that we can do far more than we think uh, we can, actually, at relatively low cost. Yes. Uh, and then we come on to the sort of the more grander senses of mission, you know, which mm. we tend to think of uh, in terms of, you know, let's, a big project that we're, we're doing or creating a space for our local community. Mm. I, I'm, you know, as someone who largely over the last 11 years has worked outside the walls of the church in, um, you know, in, in, in non-faith-based populations in business and, and uh, around the place, 
you know, I, I really think that uh, God is doing something beyond the walls of the Christian community. Yeah. And we are not the only ones who are concerned with crafting and bringing into being spaces that can heal yes. and redeem and make whole. And we're not the only ones either who have to somehow kind of come up with the energy or the extra volunteer time or the extra money to fund it all either. I think the days of the church sort of sole funding projects are, should be over because, you know, what the riots have taught us, if anything, is that the social fracture that we're now experiencing is, is not, it's not just a, you know, it's a, it's a societal problem that we as a society have now got to own. So yes. society should be owning yes. the need uh, and the, the cost yes. and the commitment mm. of projects such as you're talking about. Mm. And, you know, isn't it interesting now that all of a sudden, you know, on, on the Tuesday night of the riots in London, the only people, really, other than the, uh, the, the, the emergency services who could hold back the rioting were leaders of voluntary religious faith-based organizations mm. you know, walking the streets coming out and standing you know against this so mm. all of a sudden i think that um the role of faith-based communities in enshrining and embodying life and creating those spaces has become a civic project mm. Um, and I think that uh, w we have the opportunity to lead our, our communities because we're so well placed and to uh, create all sorts of cross-border collaborations mm. with other agencies who might be involved in supporting, funding, giving time, giving money, and individuals as well. So yes. I, I think yes. my broad experience is, is to be uh, uh, not, not too worried about you know, the church having to try to find the money for things and much more interested in sort of asking the question well where is god now you know can we catch up yes because the resources are there the abundance is there and yes. if we're kind of scrimping and saving and you know saying how else are we going to do it hmm. we're probably doing it wrong we've probably <laughs> you know, mis mistaken it hmm. and uh, we've taken on too much responsibility ourselves interesting i don't interesting. does that make any sense yes no totally totally um so thinking, gosh, yeah, lots to think about there. There's almost enough there for another podcast. Um, so just thinking about um, going back to the undefended and leadership, I see that on your your website you've got, you're creating an undefended network. Um, what are your hopes for this kind of undefended network? Well, over the course of the last seven or eight years, we, we've run our, our kind of chief way of... of um, educating and training people has been through a six-day undefended leader course and about 500 people have been through that and and so that network reflects those people um mainly in the uk mainly around but, but also around the world and like new zealand and south africa and 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 uh and europe and asia you know i i guess uh i guess as a as a network we're very very loose but all of those people, probably about 300 of them are leading churches, but others are leading businesses or might be head teachers. Um, they're in their own little way of exploring, well, what does undefended leadership and undefended life look like for me in my place where I am or in my school? Yes. You know, what would it mean to, to lead my staff in like this? Or mm. what, what, would it, what would it mean for, um, you know, our government if we, if we made undefended policy decisions here? Or what does an undefended village look like? Or... Mm. Um, 
and I, the, I don't know the answer to those things. You know, genuinely, it's not that yes. I've got all the answers to these things. It, it seems mm. to me that undefended is like a, a sort of a seed mm. uh, that opens a, or, you know, a doorway that opens a jar and people go through it into a different space, and then it's up to them to explore and experience that. Mm. We'll carry on trying to stimulate it and, and, and kind of encourage them. But in, in essence, you know, they will discover God's life there. And what and, and I trust that things will happen as a result of it. Yes. And they and so the the network is just a place to encourage one another to say, look, more is happening around the world. Um, you know, let's discover what undefended could grow into or might become. It's certainly not a kind of a brand, and it's not a it's not a sort of a uh, a tightly coordinated movement. But it is um, an opening, I think. I think it's a sort of doors around the world which are opening little shafts of light. And uh, I, I sort of an- have anticipation of what we might discover of what mm. God is doing through it. I, I constantly mm. get stories from people mm. about how something has happened slightly differently because, uh, you know, rather like your story of, of mm. um, how you led your, uh, your, your, your previous uh, occupation therapy um, institution and what happened there. It's a lovely story of how you being undefended changed that. So, little shafts of life. I don't really have any other greater aspirations than that. Simon, this has been fantastic. Um, I'm, I'm, there's so much more we could talk about, but I think we've kind of run out of time. Um, so, thank you. so Simon, if people want to see um, your stuff, could you, could you just give us the website so that people can look it up? Uh, is that okay if you've got it? Yeah. And if you can mm-hmm. say it, that would be great. Yeah, the website is www.undefended.org. Um, that's the simplest one. From there, you can get to um, uh, information about the undefended life. You can also get to information about the undefended leader and the leadership community, which are the, the that, it's this kind of loose affiliation of people who are exploring undefended leadership. And just to say, those two kind of books are widely available because I've seen they're also on Amazon, so, so that's great. They are, yeah. And just to say on that, the Amazon thing, it, it always says they're out of stock, but if you can buy them from the resellers just underneath. Yes. Um, so they are always available, but Amazon always say we're out of stock, but of course it's actually just a, a marketplace for resellers as well. Great. So, Simon, yeah. this has been fabulous. Thank you so much. Uh, there's lots of richness here. Um, and I think I'd love you to come back in the future because there's some there are issues you talk, particularly when we talk about the riots, I think need further thought about that whole thing about seeking God and being undefended in civic partnership. Mm. That's a whole area I'd love to look at in the future. So I would too. That would be great. <laughs> great. Well, <laughs> thanks for your time, Simon. No, great pleasure. Thank you, Ian. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Mood podcast. For more information on our events, resources and community, please go to www.moot.uk.net.